guys it's just your podcast host lena and today i'm going to be doing something different i'm going to be opening up on personal situations of my personal life about school and following the topic of expectation versus reality giving my advice while opening up to you guys about my personal experience with expectation versus reality so without further ado let's get started so the first time i actually experienced expectation versus reality was when i was in second grade which was god i don't even know how many years ago but i a bunch of years ago it was like oh my god it was wow it was i it was all really 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 long time ago and so i came no it was the weekend it was the weekend so i was already home and i remember my one of my parents calling me down and i was upstairs probably like i don't even know what i was doing probably playing a video game or something and so i came downstairs saw one of my parents there and they asked me what i was learning in school and you know back then we actually did stuff in order and we actually numbered topics and lessons god i miss those days but yeah so i told whoever i don't remember like the parent who called me down to this day but you know i said oh yeah no uh i'm learning topic five and we are currently on lesson five dash two and of course i did not think any relevancy of it at that time like i was just like oh they're probably just like curious like whatever you know it's like nothing yeah (laughs) turns out turns out i would be doing extra math for the rest of my life whether i liked it or not which is a mixed emotions mixed emotions all the way mixed emotions all the way so anyway so i felt that that was unrelevant the next day or maybe like even three hours later i come downstairs i see my math book in front of me and my parent explaining to me that they had bought the math book from my school no this was oh my god this was actually on summer vacay this was on summer vacation now that i think about it this was on summer vacation this was not even on a weekend this was on summer vacation okay but anyways anyways that doesn't really have much relevancy to it but anyways so i was like oh my god like why is this math book in front of me like what's going on like i was so confused and i was just like what the heck is going on like what why what and my whatever my parent you know they they were just like okay you are now going to do lesson five dash five and i was so like confused i was so so confused and yeah i did mention that this was on summer vacay i don't know if this was on summer vacay or if this started when i was in school close to the end of the year and then like started from scratch on summer vacay i don't remember i really don't remember but uh but yes i was i was i think it was like on school and i then did that math every weekend until the end of the year and then the, that summer vacation that's all i did but anyways so like i was saying like i was saying uh, 
uh, yeah, so my uh, parent was like, do five dash five? And like answer, like solve five dash five of the, like, like, you know, like answered all the questions and solve all the problems. And I'm just sitting there and I'm just sitting there like you're joking, right? Nope, not a joke because that was what I was going to be doing for the rest of my life, whether I liked it or not. And of course, this was the first time I would ever hear of it. So of course, I actually have the courage to protest because I'm like, I I was an eight year old. Like I didn't know any better. So I went ahead and protested for hours, hours and finally gave in, finally gave in. And, and so I finally gave in, solved all the problems, did the whole lesson, solved all the problems of the lesson and then finished. Check the work. Don't remember if it was correct or wrong, but even if, even if it was wrong, made the corrections. And then, surprise, surprise, surprise. Next page. Dead silent. I was dead, dead silent. Dead, dead, beyond dead silent. And I was just standing there, sitting, and I'm pretty sure I ran up the stairs locked myself in my room and refused to come out and i remember doing that like locking myself in my room and crying my eyes out literally crying my eyes i reminder i was an eight-year-old who hated math so here i am and so i was crying my eyes out and that is all i remember of that day crying my eyes out being surprised protesting for hours and having the worst weekend slash summer break of my life and this continued on for years and years and years and just a couple of years ago i realized what it means for like what it means by expectation versus reality the expectation is that you get good grades that you are you're a straight student you get good grades in all subjects you are in honors classes if your school has honors classes or whatever or that you go to a school that has honors classes that you know you're you're a smart kid who's either in honors classes or whatever you know you're smart you're athletic you're you're just, that's all that matters. It's that you're smart, smart and athletic. Like, you don't even have to be athletic. You just have to be smart and you have to have good talents. That's all that matters. And that is what I was being taught growing up. Not exactly being taught, but I was, I was kind of being taught it. Like, nobody, like, straight up said that to me. But I realized, I realized that I was being taught to be smart or be smarter. And I was being taught to, by, I was being pushed and taught to have a talent and to be smart. I was never taught to be athletic. I mean, sure, I mean, there were opportunities for me to be athletic, but they were never forced and they were never pushed like having a useful talent, like having to be smart. Being athletic was never pushed like any other things, thus making me assume that the only thing that mattered was me being smart and me having a good talent. Like speaking another language, like singing, like dancing, a useful talent. 
Of course, I was not really raised in that much of a strict household to where I could kind of sort of pick the talent that I wanted to pursue. And that could be anything, including dancing and singing, which I'm grateful for. But then again, it was pushed so, so hard. And being athletic was never pushed at all. It was never pushed at all. At all. At all. And, I mean, I, I'm glad it was never pushed. But it, it's just it's just showing you what parents want. And, and to make sure they get what they want, they push their children. And if you and if you look up, like, is forcing a child to do anything, to read, to, 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 to do extra math, to do extra ELA, to do, to go to an after school pro- program, doing anything, anything that requires extra practice, they can develop, develop anxiety, stress, pressure, and it can mess with their mental health. And it can also cause a very broken relationship between you and that parent. So luckily, I do have a close relationship with at least one of my parents. And that is something that I'm grateful to have because most people who put in my position don't have, like they're not close to their parents, like, none of their parents. Like, nobody. If anything, they're close to their parents, like, siblings. Like, their aunts and uncles. Or or their cousins. Like, they are not close to any of their parents. Which, it's truly, it's truly sad. It's truly sad. I, I mean, my, my position could have been a lot worse. Like, I would be forced to pursue a useful talent which would be speaking another language and that i have seen before among friends and just friends yeah just friends like <laughs> like like i know that you know like some uh some you know households will be like nope you're going to do extra practice in all the subjects you must get into a in honors classes, you must get into anything that that has a title of gifted or high-achieving smart students. And the extra talent that you have to pursue, otherwise we will be giving you severe punishment. The, the talent that you have to pursue is going to be learning another language. And most people are put in this position all of their lives. So I am truly grateful that I was only put in this position, like, I started in second grade till now, and probably will continue, but I am glad that I had the first two years of my elementary experience free, that I did not care about pursuing any other talent that I did not enjoy, I didn't care about really being smart because I was practically average and you know I wasn't struggling but could have been smarter yes but I wasn't struggling and that's all I was happy about it was not struggling and still that is what I am today I don't really care 
about being the smartest. I just care about not struggling. But anyways, like I was saying, I am just so glad that I had the first two years of my elementary school experience to be free. And it lasted two years, which is more than what, which is more than what any other child wants to have of freedom when it comes to their parents, which is more years than a child needs freedom for if they're being forced, you know, like, like, I am so glad that I was not forced immediately as soon as I started kindergarten or immediately as soon as I started first grade. I did have some freedom and for that I am grateful for. I will not be going on a grateful speech, but yes, I'm grateful because my situation could have been a whole lot worse. A whole lot worse. But is it the best situation it can be? No. Is it the worst situation it can be? No. But is it still a tough situation? Yes. Yes, it is. And so, (sighs) to this day, all I care about is not failing. That's all I care about. I just, I don't want to fail. But I do not care about getting 100% or higher on every single test I take. I will be happy with an 80 or higher. I'll be happy with an 80 or higher. I will not care if I get below 100, but still get a possible good average grade. I will be happy with an 80 or above. And for that, I am trying to teach myself that. I I want to teach myself so, so many things. Like, like... Like, just being grateful for stuff, just not caring about what other people think. Like, that is just something that I just really want to teach myself so, so, so freaking badly. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, so expectation versus reality is, I first felt that in second grade to this day, so feel it. I, it's always expected of you to do your best, but what parents don't understand is that they're not even doing their best. And they're they're role models to us. Of course, it's our choice to, you know, listen to them, to uh, understand them, to follow their role modeling or not. But I'm not saying that this is the parents' fault. For By all means, it's not as their fault as, you know... Okay, I I don't want to point fingers, so it's nobody's fault. But... But if your child does develop anxiety, stress, and if their mental health just starts collapsing, you might want to take a look at yourself in the mirror and ask you why that's happening, if you have any idea whatsoever. But forcing a child to do anything is completely wrong, even if it is watching TV or playing video games, because it just becomes completely enjoyable. Because you're being forced. When you're being forced to do something, it becomes completely enjoyable. And if you're going to continue being forced to do whatever it is that you're doing, it, it, can, uh, it can make you dislike whatever you're being forced to do. And it can make you really just hate whatever that is. Like reading, for example. If you're being forced to read all day, all weekend, all day, reading will not become enjoyable for you ever if you're being forced to do it year after year after year. 
because you're being forced year after year after year. So, because you're being forced year after year after year, you can't, you don't, you, you just, you don't find it enjoyable, and you can't find it enjoyable because you're being forced. And, and parents are going to be like, oh, well, how else do I get my child to read on their own? On their own. It's not going to happen right away, and you shall not, not put expectation that it'll happen right away, or not put expectation on when it'll happen. It may take years and years and years, but think about it. Why would it take years and years and years? I'll tell you why. It'll take years years and years because you have been forcing your child to, to for example, read. Like, like you have been forcing your child to read years after year after year. Then all of a sudden just stop. And and now you're expecting expecting for that child to to just read with great fun and great experience and just read without you telling them to. But they're not gonna read right away without you telling them to because it's gonna take you years because you have been forcing them for so long that reading has become so unenjoyable that they're probably gonna do it when 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 they're most sad or more most depressed, like and it's gonna take a while for that to even happen, if it even happens, which you should not pray for or hope for. But but, but whatever happens, whatever aftermath happens, whatever after effects happens, is because of you forcing your child to do that. If you force your child to read for years and years and years, then stop for only one year. No, they're not gonna read on their own because you've been forcing them year after year after year. And now you're going to let them do it on your own. Great. Gives more freedom for the child. But it's not going to happen within just a year. And you're going to be like, well, why not? Well, why not? Because you are forcing them to do it year after year after year. That if you just stop for one year, no. You're, you're going to have to stop year after year after year. Or, or even more years. Because your child is... Because your child has being forced for all of these years and to just stop like <laughs> I, I know i'm repeating myself a lot i am repeating myself a lot but i'm trying to make a statement here i'm trying to say that basically if you force your child to do something and then stop immediately you can't expect you can't expect anything to happen within a year you just can't it's just not possible say you're forcing your child to read for five to six years and then you just stop for one year and realize well they're not reading on their own so it's better that i force them to read no that is stupid that is stupid you are not using your brain you are not using your own logic you are not no that is stupid beyond stupid because because you have put all this pressure anxiety on them that they have to read and then just stop for one year they are trying to release all that anxiety so no they're not just gonna start right away start reading on their own just because you stopped for one year because you're gonna have to stop for five to six years for them to truly want to read on their own <laughs> and this is gonna happen with everything the amount of years you're forced your child to do something like to do something academically or something that can benefit them is the amount of years it's gonna take for them to recover 
from that, and and it's gonna take for them to truly to to really understand that they need to do that on their own, but that they're not gonna do it right away. If you first child for five to six years, you can't. You have to wait five to six years or even more for them to start doing it on their own because they are recovering, and they they're just recovering. So you can't just expect anything, and and that is reality. Expectations are reality. Um, I know they mean like the complete opposite, but expectations are reality. And what that means is that people have expectations of us, and that is reality. That people have expectations of they put these expectations on us, and they expect these expectations to go through. But <laughs> for anybody who has a parent or multiple parents who are forcing them to read or to do extra math pages, like, stop, please. Stop it. Just stop already. Okay? Please. 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 I beg you. Stop. Because it is ruining your child's mental health. Not only that, it's going to take longer for them to recover and longer for them to actually want to read after you've been forcing them for five, six years. <laughs> like, imagine you being forced to do something, but they're, but and then all of a sudden it stops. But you're not going to automatically start wanting to do that thing because you've been stopped, because it has not been forced on you for a couple of months. You're not going to want that that quickly, that right away. You will not be wanting that. That right. You will not be wanting that that soon. And that is exactly what is happening in a child's mind and brain. So that is the academic section of expectation first reality. And I've already been on a rant for 20 minutes now. So I think I'll stop here and continue a part two of expectations with reality, but in another category. But yeah, and I did tell you guys, you know, I opened up about my personal experience with expectation and reality and my case on expectation versus reality. And yeah, yeah, that's all I got to say. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. If you did, please make sure to rate it below. Parents, if you're listening to this, please take my advice and stop forcing your child to do anything. They have to want it on their own, but you can't expect them to want it on their own after one year of you not forcing them. It's going to take however many years you are forcing them to do whatever it is that you want them to do. Like, say if you force them for five to six years, it's going to take them at least five to six years to actually want that or more. So parents don't force your child to do anything that they don't want to do academically or when it comes to school. Please, I beg you. Because that has been my life for the past, God, I don't even know how many years. But that has been my life, and I hate it. And I hate it. I hate that part of my life. But, I mean... (sighs) But, I mean, your child probably hates it, too. And I don't know. I don't have anxiety. But, like, I I easily, I snap easily. I break down off more often than I do. Mainly about school more than anything else. So, 
yeah, so it does ruin your child's mental health. I break down more. I and, and I break down more about school. I, you know, I have more emotions about school than I ever had before. I don't know if it's because of just the year that I'm in. Because, you know, like, I, I don't know. Because this is my last year at the current school that I'm in. So maybe that has a toll on me or not. But, like, but, like, still. So, like, I have been breaking down about not being perfect, about not fitting expectation, and stuff like that. I have for a very long time now, and it is truly heartbreaking. It is truly sad, but, uh, yeah, it it is truly reality. Expectations are reality. Sorry, I'm going on a rant again. (laughs) If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please make sure to read it, and I will see you guys next time with another podcast episode. Parents, take my advice. Trust me. It'll change a lot between you and your child's relationship. Okay, bye, guys.